everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. Today we are going to be discussing the, I feel like it's pretty long awaited considering how much amount of time it has taken for us to get here, but Kakegurui! Yeah, gambling. I am, I am very much at a loss as for, you know, we've been doing this for, this is episode 84. We've been at this for a little over a year and a half. I yeah. think this is the first time since back whenever we first started this to where I'm like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to go. Yeah, I, it's, uh, huh. This is a very conflicting show in like moral compass versus entertainment. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's one of those things to where neither you nor I have told the other what we actually think. No thought about this we figured we would leave it to the episode to actually sit down and have this discussion mm -hmm. so i am i am intrigued confused my brain has been fried especially now thanks to you since something was brought to my intention that it existed yeah so uh i was watching kakaguru season one on netflix when I got to the end of the season and Netflix, instead of, like, started to go to automatically play the second season, but also what popped up was a little box being like, hey, you want to watch the live action? And I was like, there's a live action? So um, I had to. And I got three episodes in. That's how much I've watched. And by when I was, like, an episode and a half in, I messaged Brad. No, I, I messaged Brad during the first episode and then I messaged him again being like, yeah, I've watched an episode. Um, and then I kept, like, setting him little updates. And then Brad watched... How much did you get through? I watched an episode. Mm -hmm. I was buying groceries whenever you sent me those messages. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck, I gotta rush home. I gotta <laughs> I gotta find out about whatever this live action is. Yeah, well... And go ahead, sorry. So, OP is fire compared to the actual show OP. I much prefer the live action OP. Yeah, the... the the show, the animation, the OP is very jazz-centered, but it's like that, I don't really know, it's not the jazz that I tend to listen to, it's more mm. like, um, I don't know, freeform jazz? I'm not really sure what it's called, but it's the, it's the, the jazz that I think you have to be really into jazz to enjoy, if you know what I mean? I mean, I can appreciate it. Yeah. However, I feel like it doesn't necessarily suit the show in a way. Well, one thing that I did notice was that they did have a lot of jazz music to, like, as background music. So I do appreciate that the background music and the OP were of the same theme and, like, had that connection running through. It's one of the things that I really look for recently. I've been, I've been really looking for that. I did appreciate that. I do agree, though, that I feel like they could have, I don't know, it, it felt jarring to listen to that OP, to watch that OP, and then go into the show. There was, like, a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, just a little bit. But yeah. then the show kind of kicks itself into really weird gears, and then it kind of fits, but it kind of doesn't. It's This is a very strange topic this week. It is. It is. And we're so excited about it that we want to just jump right into it, but we're, and we're missing out on our weekly update. Yeah, so weekly update, at least on my end. So... I am currently in a weight loss competition with one of my best friends, Tree. We've talked about him here at length before. So yesterday I messaged him and I was like, hey, you want to you wanna kick our motivation for weight loss into gear? And he's like, hmm, what do you have in mind? 
I was like, well, here's a thought. You want to make it a competition? And he's like, oh, well, what, what's at stake here? And I was like, if I win, I'll get you a $250 voucher for a tattoo. He's like, well, is there anything in particular you want? And I was like, no, nah, I'll just take the money. There's nothing I need. I need to not lose $250. You need however. a new mic. You want that new mic. Yes. However, I'll have the mic well before this competition right, okay. ends because I set the end goal for the competition for Dragon Con of next year. Ah. So September 1st of 2022. So precisely 11 months from the day that we started said competition. So, I I should hopefully have new mic by then. Nice. I hope, okay. Yeah. But I guess. Um. So how are you? How are you doing it? Are you doing it through like phys- like weight loss through BMI through like pounds? Like just what are purely you- off pounds because right, okay. we weigh relatively the same amount. Okay. He's just I think like six or seven inches shorter than I am. Right. But the total weight is really near the same, so it's just total weight loss. Okay. So it's. Going to be interesting. However, I learned something today. I feel like I say this every time I get mm-hmm. on a weight loss kick. However, this time it kind of hit me harder considering, you know, inflation and the prices of everything going up. Yeah. Eating healthy is really fucking expensive. Yeah. <sighs> I just want to lose weight. I don't want to go in debt. What is the shit? Yeah. No, it's something that I like. I, I'm a vegetarian, right? So, like, I don't have a meat expense. But veggie meat and other forms of protein are super expensive unless it's like a tin of beans. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, I get you. Yeah, it it very, very expensive. So I got hit with that today. But yeah, it's fine. I've lost weight, you know, through similar methods before. I have as of this morning begun intermittent fasting, so that should that should definitely help with weight loss. Also tennis. Yeah. At least while I can, because it's starting to get cool. I need to get in as much tennis as possible before winter arrives. Do you? You don't get snow, do you? Very little, and typically it never sticks. If it does stick, then it's usually just in the grass. Yeah, no. It's nothing like what you're used to, by any shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, that sounds a lot like the UK. Do you have a rainy season? Kind of. I think we kind of more or less have hurricane season. Right. Not necessarily yeah. for Tennessee where I'm at. However, no, we yeah. get weather kicked up from the hurricanes. However, hurricanes came later this year than when they typically do. Yeah. So it's it's been a very weird year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Because I, I don't know. I'm experiencing new weather this year. I have an actual autumn, which is something I'm not used to. Uh, so you get to enjoy all the pretty colors. Yeah, because in, in Alberta, you get maybe two, three weeks of autumn maximum. Um, because it gets to like, like last year, it snowed mid-September. The year before, it snowed on September 2nd. Um, it's like, it always snows and sticks before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Quite often it'll snow during September, then melt, and then snow, and then melt, and then snow, and then melt, and then before Halloween it will snow, and it will that will be the snow that you will have until April. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, this, but here out in Toronto, I'm getting, like, so much more rain. I've been having actual rain, which has been lovely. 
um i love the rain and and you don't get it out in alberta um and and like there's there's been like puddles on the road there's been uh like the trees are are slowly changing color rather than like changing color and the leaves just falling off and sometimes there is snow on the ground before the leaves go brown in alberta (laughs) like there's green trees and they're covered in snow um and uh and then they just like all of the leaves just crisp they just frost and die Mm. as opposed to changing color i don't know so like i'm getting to experience four seasons again it's gonna be great look at you go actually being able to experience things like a normal human being like a normal human being and i won't ever unless i get back to alberta but i won't ever have to go through a minus 35 to 40 winter again that's gonna be great yeah welcome to being in america you know the normal part not the frozen part yeah um but it's funny, it's like, normally I would translate temperatures for you, but minus 42 is the same. So close enough. Yeah. it's. But at this point, as much as you and I have talked over the past few years, I kind of just automatically do the temperature navigation in my head anyway. Yeah, I try to, but I'm shite at it. I mean, I think it's like a difference of like 2.65 times or some shit like that. It's relatively similar similar to that, so it's easy enough for my brain to go, boom, math. Double it and out of it. Yeah, sure, why not? It's close enough. <laughs> yeah, no. But, what have I done this week? Um, I... You've done I, a lot of schoolwork, that's why I we're did, recording this later. It is, yeah, I have done a lot of schoolwork. I completed my first module in one of my classes. Um, another one I had two quizzes on this weekend. Um, they were short, so it was fine, but they, oh my god, that's terrifying. Um, lots of reading, uh, I've got painting classes to handle all of my painting stuff in. I don't know, it's been fine. I, I've done a lot of, like, like, just caring stuff, like I did loads of laundry, I did, like, cleaned my apartment properly, because I never really, like, you know when you move into a new place and you're just concerned about getting your shit to where it needs to be? And then um, afterwards you go, oh, now I have all of this, like, gross stuff everywhere because I didn't clean the empty apartment. And there was nobody living in it for, like, I don't know, four or five months before I moved in because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, dusty and, and you know, I just moved in. <laughs> I had to just move in. And then I was like, okay, I need to clean. So I scrubbed the place. And then... Uh, I went grocery shopping, which I do every week, so I don't know why I said that, but you know. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's weekly update time. We just talk about normal shit. Yeah. Um, oh, I made stew last night, and it turned out really well. Hell yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's this really, really sweet little corner shop that's right right close to my apartment. It was one of the big things that attracted me to, to this place, because um, I had the same thing when I lived in Calgary in my small apartment there. Just around the corner, there was this tiny little corner shop that just, you know, they sell a little bit of everything and they do you just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have one here as well. And the best part about that corner shop is that they sell their fresh fruit and vegetable individually. So you know how like when you go to like, I don't know, Walmart or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. at the, the ve- fruit and vegetable section. Quite often, it's like you buy three lettuces in a bundle, or broccoli that's tied together, or a bag of carrots. And I'm just me. I'm not going to go through that. It's going to rot in my fridge. So um, it's really nice that I can just go to that little corner shop and just pick up three mushrooms and like a carrot. You know. 
I mean, just enough instead of having to buy an abundance that's just going to go to waste. Yeah, because I, I, that's what I was doing when I first moved in because there is a, a like a shopping center supermarket that is fairly close to me as well. It's only a couple blocks away. And so I was going there because I was also buying things like vegetable oil and soy sauce and, you know, the stuff that you don't really buy every week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well get my veg. And quite a bit of it just like rotted in my fridge and I had to throw it out. And I was like, this is a waste. I'm not not doing it. So now, every time, like, before I make dinner or whatever, I just walk a block to my corner shop, pick up exactly what I need for the day, and then come back with it. Yeah, Super there you easy. go. Yeah. And there's also a bakery not too not too far. So every now and again, I'll go there and buy a loaf of bread. And uh, I last time I went there, they had, like, day-old bread. That they were selling for 99 cents. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to get that. Because most of the time I eat soup and stew. So who cares if it's stale? Because I'm just going to toast it and then dunk it in sauce. Or feed it to the koi. I, I wish I had koi. Same. Yeah. Can koi eat bread? I know ducks can't. And everyone used to feed ducks bread. And then it's like, actually, it makes them super sick. Don't do that. Well, I know it's a common thing in anime to feed koi bread off of a bridge. So yeah. I don't... I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can trust anime, other times, definitely not. Yeah. Speaking of anime, have you watched anything else or read anything else? So, I am currently getting caught up on My Hero. I decided to start completely from scratch whenever I woke up this morning. Don't Mm -hmm. know why. However, Season 5 is absolutely fucking fantastic. If you haven't started Season 5 or need to finish it, here's your warning. Start it and finish it now. It's great. (laughs) So good. good. Other than that, not really. I wanted to get a jump start on our next month's worth of anime because mm-hmm. I've scheduled a lot of really fun looking things and I really want to watch them. But I'm like, nah, better wait, better save it. Yeah, I find that I forget details if I don't watch it close enough to recording date. You mean like watching it the day of like you normally do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I have really bad short term memory, so... I'm kind of the same way. However, yeah. typically I spend all day Sunday after I get out of church editing the yeah. episode the day that it's supposed to go up. And then, you know, I'll start watching whatever we're supposed to watch on Monday and then just kind of slowly progress unless I get sucked into something. And then, you know, who, who's to say? Who's to say? But- I've been reading a couple um webtoons recently. I've been trying to get more into the Korean side of um the this whole genre mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh yeah it's it's different the 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 webtoon versus Mar- i mean obviously webtoons and manga are different but like um i've been noticing like i one thing that's really intriguing is just the way that the cultural differences between the two countries are expressed through their comics mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if they can see a cultural difference from like comics that are produced in the uk versus out here in north america you know or I'm, even for a smaller comparison, Canada and, and America. I was going to say, I'm fairly certain that you could definitely notice some sort of similarities and differences depending on what it is. However, one of the biggest things I've noticed between a lot of web, webtoons and manga mm-hmm. is that webtoons are typically colored. That's true. Yeah, most of them are colored. And um, uh, I find that manga also tends to have a lot more like explaining in it. Mm-hmm. Like, So it's webtoons of like nearly a hundred percent dialogue and and manga you tend to have a little bit more of like settings in words and maybe that's to do with the colorization that you can get more 
visual impact from webtoons, maybe? I was going to say, I, I feel know. like it. you don't have to do as much explaining whenever you can have color and shading be able to do that for you. Yeah. I but don't know. I'm not sure either. However, I know webtoons are definitely fun to read. I've read a few yes. that I've really enjoyed whose names I can't remember, but... Yeah, no. Webtoons are fun. Manga yeah. is also fun. I Manga don't know. Is fun. I'm, I'm just a nerd. I actually, last night, um, I was like 3 a.m. and I couldn't sleep. And so um, I looked up whether or not there was a manga cafe in Toronto because I was like, I want to. I want to mm-hmm. see if there is one. Um, and I saw two that looked like they could be. They're both called comic book cafes as opposed to manga. And it did seem like they like were mostly... Like from the, you know, people, you go on Google Maps and people upload their own images of the store. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed from those images that it did seem mostly like comic books, but I think I saw a couple like manga in amongst it. So I don't know. I, I might check them out later because we are, um, like you are allowed to, to go into places now and sit down. So um, I might go in and see what they're like, but I, I don't know. It seems like there isn't any, which I don't know. I feel like you can make a lot of money. <laughs> uh, Definitely. I know there are, or at least here in the States, things are, or comic book shops rather, are starting to sell more and more manga because yeah. comics are niche. Manga is niche. Why not combine the two and double your revenue? Yeah. And I feel like most people who are into comic books are also into manga at least a little bit you know like it's like i really like anime and manga but i'm also tend to watch marvel movies and like i do enjoy that as well and then there are people like oh i really really love comic books and and marvel idc and all that kinds of stuff but i do dabble in anime like we're both nerds so i feel like we kind of do hop on each other's genres every now and again for a tad bit to just explore a bit you know or it just, you know, presents something to people, because I feel like most people, if they're shopping in a comic book store, or comic book store, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say, mm. they, if they see it, and they're at least remotely curious, you know, if your local comic book shop sells them, it opens the door to be able to ask questions. And especially if you have somebody staffed in that store that is knowledgeable on manga and can kind of help point people in the right direction. I feel like that would be a fantastic way to, one, not only increase revenue, but two, you know, open more doors for new possibilities for things that you can do with your fan base and loyal customers that come into the store. Yeah, and I really don't think that it's a hard leap for um, a person to make to go from, like, a, a Iron Man comic to, a, you know... Jujutsu Kaisen. You know, I don't think it's a hard jump. You mean other than trying to convince somebody that everything that they know is wrong because they have to start reading right to left instead of left to right, and also the pictures are not colored? Yeah, I could, well, in some, I don't know, I feel like in some, you know those, like, uh, comic book books as opposed to the comic book little, like, leaflet things? You know, like, the the chunky ones? You I feel like graphic quite f- novels? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm giving you the proper verbiage so that that way with, you know, the career paths that you and I have chosen, you know, you, you'll be fine. You good? Uh, I, I'm good. I just hit my knee, but I also hate nouns. Nouns? Nouns. I think we should nouns get rid of Nouns or nuns? <laughs> nuns. Yeah, that's what they should be <laughs> when we get rid of them. Then they should be nuns. I mean, um, all you gotta do is remove an O. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get rid of them and we will use 
adjectives completely after that. Uh, Just, it's that blue thing over there. And but you know what I mean? isn't calling something a thing also, therefore inferring it's a noun? Go away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, it's... I want, I'm going to explore them, see what they're like. I did see that there is a, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but I did see that there is a um, gaming cafe where you can like, you know, the tabletop games, you mm-hmm. go there, you sit down, you play some games. That's fairly near me, um, uh, but they're currently closed to anything but takeout. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know when they're going to lift. The The restrictions have lifted, but individual stores are still doing their own thing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that because I want to check that out and see if I can join, I was going to say RuneScape. I mean D&D, but RuneScape works too. (laughs) (laughs) Tabletop RuneScape. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question. Are there theaters near you that are opening back up? I haven't checked. I will have to because new movies are coming out. Well, you see, there are two films that are coming out. Uh, one this month and then one in December that's actually going to be brought up during the news. However, My Hero is going to be coming to theaters on October 29th. Mm. And it's going to be hitting all of the Americas. So therefore, we could actually cover something on time for once if they're actually going to be showing it in Toronto, considering that's, you know, big province. Therefore, it should, you know, have the options available to you if the theaters are actually open. Yeah, they should absolutely be showing it in Toronto. Um don't know where, though, but I will check it out. Yeah, because that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, so the other thing that kind of segues us into news mm-hmm. is that we finally have a release date for SAO Progressive for the U.S., like, Canada, North America release, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. December 3rd. Ooh. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait. Nice. I've been looking forward to this for ages. The trailer looks amazing. Uh, SAO is an all-time favorite of mine, so I, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the the, the first animes I watched, like, ever. You I know? feel like it's such an easy anime to get into and, like, kind of convert people over, because it's an easy watch. It's a very compelling story. Mm-hmm. The second arc is very weird and gross, but everything after that's fantastic. All it took was one arc to ruin the fan base on an otherwise fantastic show. Yeah. So, you know, as long as you skip the first fairy arc, everything after that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was one of the ones where I just watched... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and then I was like, hey, twins, what's another anime that you enjoy? And they both said, watch the first season of SAO. And so, yeah. 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 Um, Cool. Is that uh, news? Uh, So we got one other piece of news that I'm also very excited about. Okay. So we officially have confirmation of a new show beginning in spring of 2022. Mm-hmm. Do you remember me talking about a manga that I started a little while back called Chikimori's Not Just a Cutie? No. So, this manga in particular is about an author who considers his girlfriend a badass, his good luck charm, and his protector, because right. dude is very unlucky, always getting himself into shit, and his girlfriend's a badass and looks after him. <laughs> okay. And it is to be inferred from the manga, all the little subnotes and everything else, that this dude is actually writing it about his own girlfriend. Ah! Anyway, 
it's officially getting an anime. Nice. Your boy's so excited. Yeah, no, that sounds, it sounds very interesting. It is absolutely fantastic. The art style is great. And also pink. So therefore, your boy is very happy. We do like pink. Uh, very much so. It's one of my two favorite colors. Yay! Yeah. You'll that's never it. guess that's what mine are. What? No. No. I, I could never. Never. Wait, let, let me let me take a guess. Mm-hmm. Green. It's actually like my third favorite color. Ah, uh, see, see. Okay, red. Yeah, no. Orange? <laughs> no. Yellow? No. Magenta? Closer? Black? No. White? No. It be blue and lavender. Shock. What? No. What? What? No, I, would, I know. I would, oh, what the shit? What the shit? Okay. I was trying to come up with color names just to name everything other than those two. Honestly, though, speaking <laughs> of what the shit, this week's anime. Yeah. So, Kakigurui was a manga written by Homura Kawamoto. It mm-hmm. is. Currently still running, it began publication in March 22nd of 2014 and has a total of 14 volumes to date. Yeah. You'll never guess who published it. Who? Square Enix. Hmm. Which is rather interesting. However, you know what's even more inter- or interesting? What? Do you know what the demographic on this is? What? It's a shonen. Huh. I don't get it. Like, there's part of my brain that's like... Like, you can get the cogs kind of turning, but they're still kind of covered in cobwebs. Like, it doesn't... It's not a shonen. Yeah. It, But there's part of my brain that can believe it. Because Dr. Stone is a shonen, so I can... I can kind of get it, but it still breaks my brain. Well, I mean, I just... Just for curiosity's sake, I clicked on shonen on my anime list, like, because it had had it highlighted so i just clicked on shonen and this is the first few shonen animes that it has stated are like top shonen animes number one death note number two um uh freaking it's only got the the japanese name on it and i what is the english attack on titan duh Uh Number three, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Number four, My Hero Academia. Number five, Naruto. Number six, Hunter x Hunter. Like, it's just... You're lying in April. Why is that... Excuse me? Yeah, that's like number 12. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, it can be a shonen. Sure, It's number that's one a in my heart, so it can be a shonen. That's not a shonen. Um, but yeah, like, it just... I don't think it fits... I mean, it, there are elements of it that I'm like, okay, yeah, definitely shonen. The... The coloring, the way that it's like lit, the 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 yeah, I feel like the coloring is very shonen. I feel like the dramatization is very shonen. I, feel I was gonna like say the monologues and shit are very very shonen. shonen. Yeah, the um, eye color, facial changes, kind of in that horror thriller shonen area. The sexuality shonen. I get that. Yeah, but the. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's just, I would put it more in the, in the thriller kind of, like, I don't, I, you know what I mean? It's like not 
It's not quite a shonen. I wouldn't say that it is. It's not a battle shonen by no. any means. But no. I can I can kind of get it in some of its yeah. quirks and whatnot. Yeah. So with the anime itself, it was directed by Yoichiro Hayashi. Mm-hmm. It had its original run July 1st of 2017 to September 23rd of 2017 for a total of 12 episodes. And it was made by MAPPA, for those that are living under a rock and don't know who MAPPA is, what are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. They have made one of Blue's top five anime of all time and Kids on the Slope. Yeah! Also, Yuri on Ice. Jujutsu Kaisen, that holds a very special place in our hearts now. Yeah, and on our ranking. <laughs> yep. And they are responsible for the parts one and two of Attack on Titan, the final season. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, as far as upcoming anime goes, they're in charge of Chainsaw Man. Hmm. That's going to be that's gonna be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Kakagurui scored a 3.86 out of 5 on Anime Planet, or a 7.72 out of 10. And on my anime list, it's a 7.3. So 7.7 and a 7.3. Very, basically 7.5. Yeah, basically 7.5. Solid score, and that again shows in the dropped rate, which is a little bit higher than I would say is like prime territory for a one-core anime, being a 4.34%. But I feel like with something that is such as an extreme strong concept as this, that's actually a pretty decent drop rate. Yeah, it's really, it really is a good drop rate considering because this show is very interesting to yeah. say the least yeah i would definitely say that this is kind of one of those marmite shows where you either love it or you hate it it's it's i don't feel like a lot of people are gonna have like wishy-washy fence sitting feelings on this other than you and i obviously we have a lot of things to dive into when we're talking about the actual structure and, and that kind of stuff of the show means that we have to think about things on both sides of the coin i feel like if you're just casually watching this you will either get through like two episodes and just quit or you will binge watch the whole season binge watch the second season and keep like loving the show Mm-hmm. So well, I feel like the reason you and I are so conflicted is because podcast brain wants to pick it apart. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, one thing that I did find was very interesting is that on Netflix, it is shown as a TV 14, but on my anime list, it is, they've listed it as an R or a 17 plus. So it makes me wonder if the TV 14 rating on Netflix is the ja- the Japanese rating and the R or 17 plus on my anime list is the rating over here or vice versa i'm not sure why the ratings are different i'm not sure either because i know in the states that would never be allowed to air on normal television no and that's why i'm like tv 14 is yeah i but then you see it as a shonen and shonen is meant for teen boys right so like the tv 14 makes me think that that's the japanese rating i mean i could see it because kakigurui is a netflix exclusive yeah so therefore that could very well be the japanese rating and it was just kind of given everywhere else yeah however it is definitely not a tv 14 by any shape form or fashion it is an r 17 plus whatever you want to call it yes but that's what it is like it has no business being in front of children 
No, and I 100% agree. Uh, major trigger warnings for this show for, like, uh, manipulation, for sexual harassment, for physical harassment, for, for gambling, gambling, suicide. bullying, uh, any abuse, abuse of power, like anything you can think of that might be triggering is probably in this show, except for like animal abuse. I don't know. Like anything else. Yeah. Like it's, it is, it's definitely out there Yeah, for sure. So yeah, go into that with all of the Every single trigger warning that you can check, pretty much put it on this show. If you are not in a happy mindset, do not watch this show. Just No, because it will make you uncomfortable yeah, at times. The whole show is kind of meant to make you unsettled. Like, even our main characters are very unsettling in their dispositions. And mm. so, you can't really like anybody in the show. There's no nice characters in the entire show. No, except even the main character yeah. who isn't really the main character. No. It is it's such a juxtaposition. Like it's so weird. Yeah, 100%. It's one of those uh it reminds me of you know that that um classic book Wuthering, yeah, Wuthering Heights. It's mm-hmm. one of my my mom's least favorite books. I haven't actually personally read it, but my mum says she hates it despite the fact that it's so beloved around the world and everyone sees it as this wonderful romance. But my mum says that she hates every character in it because they're all horrible. And mm. whenever I see this show, it reminds me of her opinions on that book because, like, the people that you're supposed to love in this are just as grotesque as the villains in the show. They're just, it's just told from their perspective. So you empathize with them. Well, it's very similar to shows like Death Note and whatnot, where Mm -hmm. your main quote-unquote protagonist can definitely be viewed as an antagonist. Yeah, it's. I feel like if you were to watch this from the the council president's perspective, you would definitely see our main character as the villain. Or, I guess she's a secondary. It's told about her, but the story is told from a different perspective. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you could definitely see her as the villain. Uh, 100%, without a doubt. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, if you're going to watch this, watch it with an open mind, and definitely don't watch it if you have, or can be triggered by anything that was previously mentioned. Yeah, it's, and uh, I will also say that we are dealing with um, high schoolers that are incredibly sexualized as well, so just be aware of that going into this. Um... And, okay, uh, I'm gonna say spoiler chicken hats on now, but we are gonna also be talking about the live action. I only, like I said, I only got three episodes in. Brad only got one episode in. So, I, there are not gonna be any spoilers in that. And I'm assuming that that is pretty much scene for scene, as it has been for what I've seen so far, scene for scene, um, of the anime. So I don't think that there's gonna be anything exclusive in the TV show that is gonna be need to worry about spoilers, but I, don't, I haven't watched all of it anyway to give you spoilers for that. But just so as you're aware, spoilers. Yeah, we we very well may have an update on that by next week, because I'm sure at this point you and I are too invested to stop. Yes. Well, it's one of those things where it's like you're supposed to read, what, three chapters of a book to um to see if it's worth it or not, and the average book has between 10 and 12 chapters. So it's like, that's basically you're supposed to watch about three episodes of an anime, of a one-core anime, to see whether or not it's, it's worth it to continue watching, to give it a good mm-hmm. shot. I'm three episodes in, and I'm probably going to finish it. 
I'm one episode in and I want to finish it just out of pure blind curiosity because I'm going to go ahead and say it up front. I did not hate this show. No. And if you, and again, we're going to pick it apart because that's what we do here. That's just, you know, shenanigans. However, yeah, I can very well stand by like the seven, seven and a half rating between yes. uh, my anime list and anime planet because it's not, it's definitely not a bad show it's very weird and it's for a very niche audience yeah and the live action is in a very similar vein now it's a little bit more overly dramatic because humans don't have the capacity of being able to make the faces and do the things that they can do in anime yeah however it's just as quirky and I don't want to say almost more endearing than the show. It However, kind of is, though. Yeah, and there's like, some they're good giving jokes. it their all. Well, there's some good jokes in the live action that are not in the anime that you see and I think, the second and third episodes, because of the fact that they can do a lot more, like, human things. They're, they're mm-hmm. physical jokes, but they're, they're funny, and I want to talk about them in a second. Um, one big thing that I did notice just right off the bat as a difference between the anime and the live action was the way that they start off explaining everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the anime, they did a very good job of kind of trusting that you're smart enough as an audience to understand what's happening. And so they didn't just like tell you everything and you kind of pick stuff up as you go or as um, a main character, Suzui explains it to Yumiko, who is the new transfer student. And Mm -hmm. so, as she learns, we learn. Whereas in the live action, I felt it was one of those things where it's like, sit down, let me tell you how this is going to work, and then we will progress from there. And it felt kind of, um, it was one of those things that I've noticed that's just bad execution, bad writing. Because, But it's a very live action thing to do, though. Yeah, it's just that it's, you should be able to trust that your audience is smart enough to pick stuff up as you go. And it's one of those things where I was like, eh, I'm not a big fan of that. Another thing that uh, I noticed was that whilst they was doing that, it was kind of like an MTV Cribs slash Disney Channel walkthrough explanation. It was like the most bizarre combination because it's like main character is walking towards you in this live action, talking directly into the camera, like, hello, this is my crib. Welcome to my crib. Telling you about what's going to happen in this show. And then, like, people are in the background having fistfights and stuff that reminded me of, like, high school musical. Not the fistfights, but, like, you know how it's, like, main character is focused on and then everybody else in the background is just doing their own thing and it's very, like, disconnected. Your main character is Mm -hmm. completely disconnected from everything behind them. And it was making me laugh so much and it wasn't supposed to make you laugh. It was supposed to be very informative, but I was laughing so hard because I was like, this is so dumb. But, um, it's... It's set up very much like a, a, a play as opposed to a TV show. And I don't know if that's just kind of like the culture of live action adaptations. In Japan, I haven't watched many live action um, adaptations, so I don't know if that's just kind of the way that they do things. But um, it really does feel like they have recorded a play. And so you know how like um, back when movies were um, silent films and then... Uh, they got sound, and a load of these silent film actors couldn't progress into sound film acting because they were still being so over-exaggerated and so theatrical, like they had to be in silent films to get their point across. 
And then they tried to do it with sound, and it just came across as, like, being crazy and, like, what are they doing? And so then this whole new wave of actors came in and and developed what we know today as much more subtle acting for television and films. And so um, it reminded me of, like, imagine those silent film actors doing a, a voice film and they're just, like, overacting the whole thing. And that's, I think, why it comes across as a play a little bit. Um, also, I don't think the editing is brilliant. And again, I don't know if this is just, like, the uh the the kind of culture around these these kinds of things but like there was moments where uh one character is talking it would cut to the other character there's a couple seconds of them like hearing the line although the line has already ended and then they would react and speak and it felt like if the editor had just cut off a few seconds there then it would have been a much cleaner conversation you know what it's filmed like to me what it's feels like it's filmed like a sitcom yeah i can see that yeah the way that it's shot the way that it's produced now like the darker setting and everything i get what you're saying with like how it feels like a play yeah that makes sense but at the same time the way it's just shot and edited reminds me so much of a sitcom it's unreal no that actually really does make a lot of sense like because i feel like especially the way that they they film it like it's it's um it yeah i agree it feels like there's a live action there's an audience, a live audience, and there's a camera that's in, like, one half of the set. And I guess that's, again, why it feels like a play, is because they're only ever filming from one side of a room. So mm-hmm. you only ever get to see, like, the stage set behind them. And you get, so, yeah. like, the occasional side cut shots of, like, where they're walking behind the characters and whatnot. But other than that, it feels like it's just filmed on a set. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I, I get that as well. It, um, But there were some very funny jokes in the live action, I've written down three specifically um, that I do. I want to talk about in comparison to the the anime. So let's kind of get into the anime a little bit. So we're starting off with this private school, this Japan's most prestigious school, where um, uh, it is completely centered around gambling. So, oh, I forgot to do like a description for the people who didn't want spoilers. Oops. Well, I feel like gambling is pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So it's, yeah, it's like there are, uh, the whole school is centered around gambling. You either progress, uh, if you win at gambling, the people who win the most money, who are the best at gambling are top of the social hierarchy. People who are in debt are considered either kittens or dogs, um, depending on gender. And they are bullied. They are made to like run errands. They are completely the bottom of the barrel, worst of the worst, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's centered around, uh, new transfer student, Yumiko, who comes, and, um, Suzui is the, like, uh, the, uh, class, pr- class president, is that it? Yeah, like, Ryota is the class representative, and he's technically class the rep. main character of the show, but he's yes. not. Like, it's so weird to see somebody that's, quote unquote, the main character, and yet he is not the focal point at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And so he, is uh, a dog and he um has been he's in debt and um he has been tasked to show her around the school because they he's the class rep and so they kind of get to know each other and he explains to her about how the school works and um she gets really excited and he's trying to warn her against it and they go back to class and they and she gets kind of bumped uh 
like challenged to a gambling duel against Mary, who is kind of the princess of the class. Everyone looks up to her. She's the top of the social hierarchy. She has the most money. She's won the most games. And they play a modified version of Rock, Paper, Scissors, where Mary has actually changed the game. She's formed the game to suit her needs, and she's cheating, basically, because of the fact that the other students in the class are in debt. I'm not going to get into how she's cheating, because if you want to know, watch the show. If you have already watched the show, then you know. Um, (laughs) One thing I will say in the live action that was a really funny joke that I do not remember seeing in the anime was that there's a moment where um, uh, Ryota is called in by Mary and to be the footstool, which is the same. And then she snaps her fingers and she's like, juice. She ha- He hands her the juice carton. They continue on with the conversation a little bit. And she goes, hey, put the straw in. And he's like, oh, sorry. And it was just one of those moments because like, she pat him and was like, good dog. And he's like smiling and all happy about himself. And then she's like, put the-. it was so like off the cuff. It felt like she, I don't know, it was one of those moments where in everything that was over-exaggerated and overreacted, that genuinely felt like they were just having fun on set for a second. I was like, hey, dude, do the thing, you know? And there was a, a little bit of, like, a sibling kind of relationship that I saw in that, in that tiny moment, where it's like, your sibling hands you a juice carton, and they didn't put the straw in, and you're like, dude, you could have just put the straw in, you know? Um, and I don't know, it was just... That tiny little moment made me laugh a lot because it just felt so out of the realm of everything else that was part of the show, which was funny. I enjoyed that. It made me laugh. I know. It was fantastic. I loved it. I audibly laughed because yeah. that like, uh, that hit every single one of my funny bones. It was great. It was just so random. It was just unexpected. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so then Yumeko ends up winning the challenge and... Uh, because of that, Mary is now in debt by like 8.8 million yen or something, like a shit ton of money. And, um, she is now lost her ranking and is a kitten. Uh, <clears throat> so then we kind of learn more about how the school works. We learn about, um, the fact that there is an actual, like, you know how it's like in, in normal animes where it's like, oh, you're test ranked on a wall. This is like your, financially ranked on a wall um and yumiko ends up getting challenged to a another um duel which is basically a game of of concentration i used to play it when i was a kid i can't remember what we called it though but it wasn't concentration it's basically a glorified version of snap where it's just like a memory game all the cards are face down on a deck two decks are placed out and then you have to draw two cards that are the same exactly the same and remember where they were i did it with just one deck though and you were trying to find a pair of fours or a pair of aces or you know what i mean yeah i know we call it concentration here i can't remember what i called it i just hit my knee again my chair is slightly too high because i still don't have a proper desk chair so Mm -hmm. i just it's it's slightly too high and i keep hitting my knees because i am a tall person I, I too am a tall person, so, but I also wish I could say that I feel that, but I'd have an actual desk chair. It's a shitty desk chair, but it is still a desk chair. Yeah. I will get one. Hopefully soon. Eventually. Yes, eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, so then in this scene of concentration is where the next two really funny things happened for me in the live action. Do you mind if I spoil them? Because you haven't seen them. Have at it. Okay. Because I'll forget. 
Yeah. So another one of them was just um, where uh, Ryota, sorry, just my brain blanked. Ryota is having an like kind of like spoken thought dialogue to himself whilst the game is happening. And he's just speaking out out loud his own thoughts, how the game is working. And then he just checks behind him and and he just looks behind him and the guy behind him nods. And then he looks behind him on his other shoulder and the guy behind him on the other shoulder nods. And it was just so dumb to be like, I'm speaking my thoughts. Do these people agree with me? It was, it was so dumb. And it made me laugh a lot. And then later on in that same game... um. Oh, and then, yeah, later on in that same game, um, the two guys behind him start having a conversation about the way that the game works, and he, then they look at him, and he nods, and it was so, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so stupid, it made me laugh a lot, though, and then, um, and then there's another part where, you know how, okay, so in the live action, they have a tendency to, like, snap, or clap their fingers, clap their fingers, clap their hands, and, like, everyone around them pauses, and then they get up, they do a monologue, and then sit back down again and everything continues, you know? So it's basically like they uh, have, like, a a chance to explain their thought process. It's, again, another one of those moments where it feels like a play because in a lot of other things outside of this, in Western TV and stuff like that, you wouldn't see that. You would see uh, some kind of narration of the character speaking over and then they would just do, like, scenic shots whilst they're having you know, this internal monologue. Um, but with this, they actually, like, pause everybody, and then that character gets up, speaks, and then sits back down again, and then everyone resumes. And those people are actually frozen. They're not, like, they haven't paused them in CGI. They are actually standing there, positioned, holding that position. Feels very play-like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and in... <laughs> um, uh, and then, so one of those moments happens with uh, Ryota, but it's not done in the way, in the way it's not done in the way that you would expect it in the way that it's been done previously throughout the show. Um, they're all happening, and then all of a sudden he runs into the game, and he just goes, "Basically, it's pure luck." Then everyone applauds, music starts playing, it swells. Every he has that moment of like you know in that uh, that it's that meme where it's like, and then everyone clapped. It's that moment. Music swells, everyone's super excited, and then all of a sudden, boom, music cuts back to normal. It was completely imagined, and it's so funny. It's really, really funny. That's I, I, hilarious. I really, really, really want to keep watching this show because the live action has some fantastic jokes in it that are not in the anime. The anime itself doesn't have, it's not a comedy, it doesn't have jokes in it. Um, but the live action ha- is loaded with them, and I'm excited to see more because um, I-, I was not expecting it to be funny. But I think it- they've done such a fa- <clears throat> such a fantastic job of making it funny to break up how serious it is. Because I don't think that would translate well into a live action, and so taking this comedic approach to it has really changed it into something that is much more pleasant to watch as a live action, as opposed to just taking it as a direct adaptation. Hmm. Yeah, definitely just feels much more playful and much more palatable, in a way. Yeah, I 100% recommend, if you enjoyed the anime, give the live action a shot. Do not expect it to be anything like the anime. Do not expect the acting to be good. Do not expect the shots to be good. Do not expect... Even the costumes look cheap. Like, it's it's not impressive. But give it a shot, because some of the stuff in it is fucking funny, dude. 
Yeah, it it's a great time. Like it is, uh, it's just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. They're such stupid, simple jokes, but they get me every time. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so unexpected, and I think the juxtaposition of this show compared to the live action is why it's so unexpected and why it's so good and so funny. I actually am enjoying it a lot. Okay, live action talk can be finished now because that's as far as I got. <clears throat> um, yeah. So they're playing a game of concentration, flipping over all the cards. Um, Mary, uh, no, yeah, Mary has been, no, wrong person. What is her name? All I remember her as is Nails. Itsuki. I just call her Nails. Yes, Nails. Itsuki, though. She has two decks she's been dealing with from those decks. However, because of the heat-seeking technology in her cards, because her family runs a toy shop, whatever, she's cheating, she memorizes all the layout. But just kidding, Yumiko is a brainiest, brainiest Jane child, genius brain child is what I was trying to say. <laughs> That it came out as Brainius Jane Child. <laughs> Genius Brainchild. And <clears throat> was able to figure out the scheme, memorize every card, all that kind of stuff. And uh, won the game, putting her 40 million yen, according to Wikipedia, in debt. Um, and keeping her nails, because yeah, that is, oh, it's horrible. I hate anything to do with ripping off nails. That is a consistent theme <laughs> throughout this show. It grosses me out so much. I... I do. That's one thing that I'm not excited about in the live action is seeing that moment. I hope it's like orange blood so that it doesn't bug me. Um, because I hope it's really fake. I hope it's like Monty Python level fake because I can't. I have a feeling it's going to be Monty Python level fake. I hope there's, it... there's no way when that. Oh, you're popular. <laughs> that was my tablet. I think I got an email. Oh. Yeah. Um. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, we got Stomach Chon last week and Email Chon this week. Life yeah. is good. Life is good, yeah. Uh, I also about made another joke, but I think I'm going to leave that one to the dust. Okay. Do we, do we really want to make a knee Chon joke? Oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'm a genius. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, um... Yes, yeah, so they end up playing, flipping over all the cards. Uh, you make all wins. Yay. Yay. So then, Yuriko, which is, uh, I, my cousin's name is Yuriko. So watching this was like, ha, huh, one letter off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Traditional Cultural Research Society Club Room. I'm surprised I said that correctly in the right order. That was a lot of big words. I'm so proud of you. You get a cookie. Yay. What kind? Chocolate chip. Acceptable. I will take. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, or white chocolate, or a combination. You know, just because of the different combinations of flavor, let's go combo. <gasps> Ooh. All three. And also make it a sugar cookie while we're at it, just to <gasps> make it even more sweet. Wow, that is a lot of sweet. I mean, hey, it's for you. I can't have it. I'm on diet, That's so you, you you have your cookie. I will have my cookie with a, an espresso to counteract that sweetness. I had a triple espresso the other day. It made my heart happy, but also heart go burr. I had a double espresso just before recording this. Hey, looky there. Yeah. I own an espresso machine. My mom gave me espresso coffee in a care package. I... Have not slept in days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do drink like four espresso a day, though. <laughs> I would as well if I had an espresso machine, so it's fine. 
We yeah. out here. We gaming. Yeah. I love espresso. I don't have, like, I don't have an actual coffee machine. So if I want coffee, I have to have espresso, which I'm fine with. Love that. That's how you make a latte. Yeah, I well, I've been experimenting with cappuccinos and lattes because it has a milk steamer on it. So I've been experimenting with all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, Kamisama has the bougie coffee machine. It's not actually that bougie. I got it from Walmart for like less than a hundred bucks. You know, it was the same as like it was less than a Keurig. It's still bougie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Soon, I'm going to be getting photos of latte art sent to me. Uh, I, I look forward to I it. I did get to well because um uh one of the twins when she came to stay i discovered that she has recently found out that she doesn't like chocolate what i know so she has cinnamon in her coffees to like change the flavor up whenever she wants to um Mm. and so while she was here whenever we go to get coffee she would get like a cinnamon coffee which i i'm all for i like cinnamon coffees so then um, I went and got some cinnamon for my apartment, so whenever she comes, she can have cinnamon in her coffee instead of chocolate. Because normally, if I want to, like, you know, sweeten up a cappuccino or whatever, I'll sprinkle a little bit of um, hot chocolate powder on top of it to just give it that scent of sweet if I don't actually want the taste to be sweet. And uh, and so I went and got some cinnamon, so I've been, like, sprinkling cinnamon on top of my coffees recently. And it it's, it's nice. So. What? You ready to... You ready to call me basic? Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? I was going to say, so I tried something for the first time this week. Oh, yeah? And it was a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. How? Not bad. Not bad? Not bad. Definitely not worth the hype, but I'm a big fan of cinnamon. Yeah. I prefer the, um, the, is it a salted caramel mocha or whatever it is? The salt, the, the, there's a salty one. That Starbucks does during the same season as the pumpkin spice latte. Sounds like a salted latte. caramel mocha. Yeah. Um, and I always get, like, extra espresso with it because they're never strong enough. But, um, yeah, I like that. I like the salt. I like salt and sweet things. I feel like that's just a natural thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, those are just two flavor combinations that naturally go well together. Yeah, I really like... This is this is dumb. I really like salt and vinegar crisps and or chips and chocolate. I can see it. Yeah, it's really good. You just need the teeniest, tiniest bit of chocolate and then a chip. It's really good. Mm, I am. I'm intrigued because I know a friend of mine likes to, whenever he goes to the movies, to get a, like, get the bucket of popcorn. Mm. But then, like, have them fill it up, like, a third of the way. Pour in M&M's. Fill up the other third. Pour in M&M's. Fill it up the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Fuck off outside. And I'm trying to tell a story. But important. <laughs> But yeah, butter, salt, and M&M's, apparently they go well together. I've never tried it, but I want to. Yeah, well, quite often they do, um, like, sweet popcorn, salt, sweet and salty popcorn combos. So, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. And M&M's are a little bit more on the, the savory side as opposed to, like, other chocolates as it is. The, the mm-hmm. actual chocolate in it isn't as sweet as, like, a Cadbury. Never had a Cadbury. So I can neither confirm nor deny your statement on whether it is truthful or lies. Mm, even, like, a Hershey's, though, I, I'd assume. Probably not as, you know? Uh, I think it's right on about the same level as a Hershey bar. It's not as chocolatey, because I guess you get it in smaller doses, but I feel like the sweetness is right around the same. I haven't had a Hershey bar in since I was in America last. I haven't had a Hershey bar in ages. Although, I do enjoy a good M&M 
with my ice cream. See, I, I like Smarties better, things. but you like. Don't not- don't you start this again. Don't uh uh-uh. uh. Not rockets. Uh uh uh. No, we're not having this debate again. I've I've already caught enough flack from our mutual friend. Don't <laughs> you start with me. Uh, just wait until we get into Palmer Violets. The fuck? <laughs> so you know rockets and or Smarties. Uh huh. There is another of that variety that only exists, as far as I'm aware, in the UK. They are called Palmer Violets, and they are only purple. There is only one flavor, and they are very floral in taste. But they're like, yeah, they're like a a sherbet compact, but they're sweet and floral. Um, I'm assuming like violets, but I've never actually eaten a violet, so. Huh. Um, and yeah, they're but they're basically a fancy rocket. What the shit? Yeah. And so whenever you would get them as a kid, like you would normally have, like at school discos and stuff, I remember having both Rockets and Palmer Violets because they were kind of all chucked in the same thing together because they're both like sherbet compact tube discs. What the shit? Yeah. I am, I am at a complete and total loss as to what the hell is going on here. Well, you can buy them. I know you can buy them in British import stores, but, but they're super expensive. But if you have a British import store near, nearby you, they will most likely sell Palmer Violets. Or like an old-fashioned sweet shop, you know, the ones with the jars on the walls. Quite often, they will have Palmer Violets there. So if you are curious about what they taste like, they are very perfumey, very floral, it's kind of like eating potpourri, but I like them. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're harder, folks. Go check out those things if you have anything like that near you. Yeah, they look very similar to a Smarties or a Rocket, depending on your location. Um, they're just all purple. They're in a purple tube. Very, very similar, if you're curious what they are. And um, yeah, go see if you can find them. If you do, beware that they will be expensive because of import prices um, and the sugar tax in the UK. So, yeah, but give it a go. Yay, taxes. Taxes. Cool. Uh, I'm still mad about the fact that Ribena changed its recipe and it's finally come over here because for a while we had a a backlog of the old sugary Ribena um, and now the the less sugared Ribena has come in from the import and it tastes different and I'm mad about it because that was my childhood. But, you know, sugar tax. No, my childhood. My childhood. Okay. Traditional Culture Society Club Room Club. <laughs> More cheating. I feel like everybody in this show cheats. Yeah, but this time is Just like my love different. life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I burned myself. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> oh. But yes, this time it's different because um yeah, they're they're well they're playing a game that I'd never heard of before. To do with swords that have to fall it's like blackjack but not. Is it blackjack? Roulette no, Roulette. Not. Kind of like roulette. roulette, but also not blackjack. It's roulette. like roulette and Yahtzee, but with swords. Rulotzi. Sure. Yatset. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're playing a game. Magnets change the course of the game, except that they don't because um, Yumiko discovers the trick. Just kidding. Uh, the student council president has manipulated, or has she, the tides of the game 
Yumiko ends up losing and becoming a pet too. So she is now a kitten. Um, this was the needed loss of the storyline. Well, I feel like the loss was almost on purpose because once you found out that as soon as you become a house pet, you can challenge the student council to a match and they can't refuse. I feel like she just immediately went, all right, let's find a way to lose. Yeah. And I feel like the student council president had also called her bluff on that and helped her in that sense. They, they're both mm. smart enough to have known each other's goal. Yeah. Um, and so she's now a pet. She is then, uh, like, the treating the treated differently all that kind of stuff she is then sought out by the school beautification officer with the revolvers because why the fuck not this is one of those ones that i'm going to be very interested to see how they do in the live action yeah i too am very 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 intrigued because this is where everything gets stepped up like tenfold whatever we were doing previously times it by 35 like it's uh, what is this character i don't i don't know i don't i don't have words for this character no she is the epitome of let's take something and run with it mm. like let's just take yumiko and the president but like turn it up to a dangerously deadly level mm. and that's putting it mildly yes um is this now or is that uh right no we skipped a bit there's the um the 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 four students play in the in the poker game first oh uh, yeah that thing yeah so which I still feel like was kind of inconsequential anyway. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you, it keeps getting referred back to because of the one pet student that is then like, you see glimpses of her throughout, but the actual entirety of the concept, the act, like the, the play through everything that happened doesn't change the outcome of anything until, like, at all. It's just like introducing a couple more characters and building the connection between Mary and Yumiko because they end up teaming up to face these other two. So it kind of, like, gives you an excuse for, uh, like, a reason why Mary would now become friends with Yumiko. Because Yumiko's open to being friends with everybody, but this is the, the reason as to why Mary then becomes friends with her. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's, I don't know, it's not, like, in intense on the gambling side of things too much, because it's a very easy game for both Mary and Yumiko. They're both very pro um, pro profi proficient gamblers and so i was i think i was combining prolific and proficient are those the mm -hmm. ones yeah and i got just got tongue-tied um and so it's not like a big deal on their end but they end up helping another student and it's yeah and, and there is also some stuff to do with the one guy who was like really gross he was just a gross gross um and so it was kind of nice to see him get put in his place it's a fairly satisfying thing but it's not hugely impactful to the story yeah from a storyline perspective all it does is serve to grow the relationship between yumiko and mary mm -hmm. however that's pretty much it yeah. they pretty much free another girl from being a house pet or make her debt much more manageable yeah and then fuck over the dude that's a creep yes yeah that's it yeah so then we have 
student beautification squad bitch. And this bitch. (laughs) Let's play a game of matching. But we load bullets into revolvers. And if you win, you can pull the trigger as many times as you like by the number of cards that you guess right. But if you intentionally miss the person that you are going to shoot, then that person gets to shoot you. Yeah. Uh, basically, she is a homicidal maniac. She's like, it's pretty much, or suicidal maniac. Yeah. Both. Yeah, both. It, she gets off on death and pain, whereas Yumiko gets off on gambling. Um, and so she's like, she thinks that Yumiko is going to give her what she wants, but it ends, like, they end up, like, Yumiko does not like her by the end of this situation because of the fact that they, like, they're not interested in the same thing. Well, it was because Yumiko found out that she's not in it for the gambling. Like, she's just in it for the thrill of potentially dying. Yeah. Whereas, and because she threw the game. Yeah. Just because Yumiko was like, all right, I'm load up this many bullets. And she's like, oh, here's my chance. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Yumiko, like, says very early on in, like, the first or second episode that, um, yeah, because it was the thing with, with Mary. It was the, uh, the, when, like, they were doing the rock, paper, scissors game. And it was like, how did you know that you were going to get paper? And she's like, I didn't know that I was going to get paper. And he was like, wait, so you could have lost that. And she was like, yes, because I, don't think that there's a point in playing a game where the result is already decided. There has to be an element of gambling to the whole gambling thing, even if someone's cheating. So she mm-hmm. will never predetermine a winner. So when somebody else does it, pisses her the fuck off. Yep. Because she's willing to cheat back with whoever's cheating, but she's not willing to throw a game. Because what's the fun in that? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yes, but then this is this is where we uh, uh, she then uh, the the beautification squad bitch. I'm just going to call it bitch from now on. I think her name is uh, Midori, according to this. But yeah, um, I'm just going to call her bitch. It's fitting. She yeah, why not? She then kind of develops like an obsession with her that is then continued from her character line progressing forward. And we also is this again? This is where we also learn about the fact that she lost an eye to the student council president. Uh, in a bet. So. And she took out her own eye instead of having it surgically done. She's just like, fuck it, stab. Yeah, she stabbed herself in the eye. Uh, which almost wasn't the deal. Because the deal was, I want to see the back of an eyeball. So give me your eye, surgically remove it. And she stabbed herself in the eye, therefore not allowing her to see the back of the eye, which she could have then said. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. You just stabbed yourself in the eye for no reason. I'm going to have your other eye surgically removed so that I can see the back of it. But she said instead, well, I've never also seen somebody stab themselves in the eye, so I'll take it. But it was like, that wasn't what she asked for, my guy. It is the anime equivalent of, fuck you, I cast fireball. Yeah. Yeah. So. With that situation she's no longer a pet because yeah that that was paid off when she won except she didn't didn't pay off her debt 
Oh, no, she She didn't. continued to rake in the money. She had the money. She could have paid yeah. off her debt. Mm-hmm. But no, she just held on to it. So she stayed a pet so she could challenge the student council whenever she felt like it. Yes. Uh, so she has the money now. She walked out of that game. And uh, they're, yeah, they're both still alive. And then Idol Showdown. Because, of course. I mean, why not? Why Why not have an idol brought into the show just for shenanigans? Also, the idol challenged her. Yumiko did not even remotely waste her challenge on this. The student council president was like, all right, I gots to go. Yes. Y'all handled it for a little while. And so the rest of the student council was like, fuck it, let's go after her. Yeah. Um, and this is when we're introduced to Yumemi, who is uh, y- Yumemi, Yumeko, Yuriko. Are they trying to make this hard for Westerners? I mean, I'm pretty much to stick with nicknames. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because why not? Nails, bitch, idol. president. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Idol, glasses, mask. Yep. And then, you know, just simple uh, Ryota. And Yumiko. Yep. Remember the main and two Mary. names. Everybody else can fuck off. Yeah. Mary. Mary's easy. Mary's easy. <laughs> That's American. Um, Although the subtitles on the live action was like M-A-E-R-I. Yeah. So, yeah. Which uh, would technically be pronounced Marie. Yeah. Uh, ma uh, Mary. Mary. So, interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I yeah I guess the reason why they did that for the the live action was specifically for Japanese audience. I'm not sure though. Yeah, because that would make much more sense from a Japanese perspective. Yeah. So whenever her name is, whereas in the states, just making it Mary is like the hell you say. Yeah. So whenever her name was written down in the in the the Japanese, it was probably spelled like that. Um, cool. In the Japanese, <laughs> whenever it's written in the Japanese, uh. <laughs> Right, idol showdown. So basically, situation is uh, blackmail because of her bitching out her fans, which this whole thing of like the fans accepting her, of being like, I fucking hate you, you're disgusting pigs, and her fans being like, we love you anyway, do not understand. Simps. Honestly, uh, <laughs> you sweaty pigs, why do I have to hug you and shake your hand? It's okay, we love you. <sighs> yeah, ma- major simps. <laughs> major simps. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, this video is recorded of her bitching out her fans, and, uh, because of that situation, Yumiko and Yumimi end up having a actual onstage competition between the two of them, doing different challenges. I think it's two out of three of whatever the challenges are. Challenges are randomly decided, and, uh, they, they go on to end up, like, I think the last, the important challenge is guessing the birth date of Mary, like what month it is. And so there's this big monologue thing on um, whether or not Yumiko wrote a six or a nine because Yumemi was watching her hand movement and whether or not she flipped the card upside down or not. Um, And so they were trying to guess what her birth date was and then they flipped the cards over whoever was closest it turns out that Yumeko was closest but uh neither of them knew the actual date so it didn't matter uh Yumemi was closest but no Yumeko was closest but it didn't matter because Yumemi uh like neither of them knew her birth date so they were just randomly guessing <laughs> that's the point bad friend part on Yumeko yeah well I mean they'd only like, met each other Mary's like my friend. three days ago 
I mean, I do feel like this took place in, like, the span of a day. Feels like it, yeah. Although it took place over, I think, a couple of months. It's like, God, it's been a day. It's been a day. Yeah, Um. so it was just sheer luck. <laughs> she won. Yep. And because of that, uh, they then call out the whole situation. Who set up the blackmail? When we meet glasses. Yeah, the student council treasurer who has access to a metric fuck ton of money. Who gets to decide the game that they're going to play since Yumiko issued the challenge. And so they are playing the most fucked up version of higher or lower I have ever seen in my entire life. Yep. So it's poker, higher or lower, but it's like very weird, like Texas Hold'em style poker shit, Mm -hmm. where whoever bets the most money gets to determine whether it's going to be higher or lower. And you, because like, I've got 10 million yen. I think it's like a hundred is how much he's accumulated up to this point. Mm -hmm. And dude is like 10 billion. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, oh, I've got the school's entire funds to bet. Yeah. And loses it all. Yes, he he does end up losing it all. And also, um, it's just a freaking um, nails rips out her nails. Yeah, she just rips her own fingernails off for no for no reason because he's like, I didn't actually even want your nails, and I I don't want them. That's not I don't. It was the eyeball situation all over again. <laughs> well, she's just like. She just went insane and was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't need these nails. Rip. Just, oh. With her teeth? She just bit them and, to- like, that's, I, I don't think that's physically possible. Just big eat. Ew. I mean, unless her nails were just so long or, like, super glued on to the point where, I guess they would just come out if they used a strong enough glue on them. Yeah, but also, like, the psychological, like, you know how it's like your finger is the same density of a carrot, but you can't bite through your finger because your brain's like, don't do that, you idiot? Her brain would have had to have stopped that, don't do that, you idiot. Anime logic, though. (laughs) Also, can you bite out? Because she did, did she do all ten, or did she just do that eight fingers? No, she did, she did ten. Like, she stuck all of her fingers in her mouth and just went, yeet. Okay, I cannot physically put all ten fingernails in my mouth at once, like, to get a grip on the edge. I physically can't do that. I don't have nails, I bite mine off. I have nails, and I can't do that. Like, I cannot, because, like, you, you know when you get your front teeth on something to grip your front teeth? Your back molars don't touch. So, like, you can't bite down on all ten. That'll be fine. Anime logic. <laughs> Anime logic. It's not possible. Uh, and I'm going to be interested to see how they did it in the live action, because it's not possible for a human to do that. Nope. It's so hard to even get my fingers in that position in my mouth to try and do that. So I'm going to be... We'll see. <laughs> and then shock horror. President never left. She was actually Mask, and Mask is the one that left to go do the meeting of the family. What were they meeting about? You'll find out in season two. Yes. Which I have also watched. Ah. Also gets, like, the shenanigans get more insane, but I feel like the horniness of it kind of goes down a little bit. So Food Wars. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I uh, <laughs> like how that's just all, like, level of determination. is. <laughs> yeah, like, like any time horniness is involved, we just grade it by Food Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a grading scale that we never thought we would need, no, but it's there. It's, it's fully there. What season of Food Wars is it? Uh, oh, this season was definitely one, yeah. just minus the tentacles. <laughs> Honest, well, uh, tentacles were substituted with guns, so I feel like it's fair play. Yeah, sure, why Because I'm fairly certain one of the characters got off with a gun, so. Yeah, not peanut butter squid, so, you know. Yeah, fair enough. We out here, we gaming. We gaming, we we gaming. Um, yeah, so, uh, dude loses and just, like, turns, you know how, like, um, in X-Men when Rogue gets, uh, uh, sucks in Wolverine's life powers or whatever and her hair turns white? One of those moments. This was, like, reverse, or, this was Tokyo Ghoul all over again. Yeah! Like, whenever Kaneki snaps, dude's hair goes white. Well, same shit happened here, except this dude got broke in a different way. And then he's in a frickin' coma from mental shit, not physical, like, he just mentally breaks, his hair turns white, and then he's in a coma. Funsies. And, um, and, yeah, so, um... Then the season ends with a game of tarot card fate, where um, the student council president and Yumiko have to pick one card each, and then um, uh, Ryoko, was that his name right? Yeah. Ryota. Ryota. Sorry, I forgot, and Wikipedia only had- Ryoko. It only had his other, his last name, first name, the other name that he got, first name, last name. Could I- yeah, I watched this dubbed, so therefore I only know him as Ryota. Right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I think it's like Suzui. No, it's it's Kira Kirari is his last name. First name. Ryota. Ryota. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck his other name. Uh, I don't remember which one's which. Um, yeah, and he has to pick the third card. Uh, and it's basically just like, they're worth a certain amount of points, whether they're upright or reversed, depends on whether they're negative or positive. And the fool, um, determines whether or not, uh, like it's like a, a, it's an automatic win or loss. Yeah. And the tarot cards have a number, cause they're only using the, um, what are they called? I have a literal tarot card the saying, number, like, just over there. The number at the top of them? Yeah, they, but they have, like, they're only using the, not the suits, they're only using, it's, they're not face cards. What are they, what are they freaking called? The, the, I read tarot cards. Why do I not, <laughs> my brain is not, they're only using the fancy ones as opposed to the ones in the suits. And, um, so, yeah, and then those numbers on the top are the ones which determine how many points they get, either minus or negative. Both the two flipper of the cards, um, and student council president is winning by like 20, 20, yeah, 20 points or whatever. And then the one card that had the nail ink on it is the one that they, he should choose to flip over. And oh no, he doesn't flip it over. He flips over a different card, completely random. And he does so and they break even. So it's fine. Neither of them have to leave the school. Which kind of felt like a cop out, but at the same time, I like the suspense they made with the fool. Yeah. But also, fucking bullshit that we didn't figure out what card actually had the lipstick on it. Yeah, I can't believe that they didn't flip it over just to show. Because they were going to, and then Lolly Bitch just comes out of nowhere and just takes all the cards and is like, fuck y'all, you don't get to find out. Yeah. It would have been nice to have known, because the gamble was that she wouldn't have put such an obvious clue on the full card. But I feel like she would. 
But yeah, that's the bluff. It's like, is is it a double bluff? And he ended up picking randomly from the other cards. Fun times. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, and then the very, very end of the season is um, Student Council President dissolving the Student Council. And that's how the season ends. What what? Um, yeah, I agree. It kind of feels like a cop-out. I feel like something else should have happened to have come to the same result. Like, the game should have been maybe halted in some way, or, like, I don't know. Because the idea of, like, oh, you have to leave the school, or I will leave the school forever. You can never step foot back in the school, and that's the way it ends. But at the same time, though, had they went with either of those two options, it would have felt also oddly underwhelming because mm-hmm. then it's like what the fuck like where are we supposed to go from here yeah i feel like i don't know i agree this whole this the only way it could have not felt underwhelming was if they actually kicked one of them out of the school and ended the season like that but again even then it would have been like well what the fuck what now but that's the thing it would have left you on a what now and as a cliffhanger to then end the rest of the season whereas the, i guess what it was is i guess they, they didn't know whether or not they were approved for second season so they wanted to wrap it up nicely and not leave you on a cliffhanger but leave you with a little bit of a teaser with the dis- the dissolving of the student council but now i want a kakigurui xxx yeah because kakigurui 2 is not kakigurui 2 it's kakigurui xx <laughs> which is fitting yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it, the overall for the show, I think it is a very interesting concept. Japan is known for gambling. Like, it's one of the things that people go to Japan specifically for gambling holidays. Couldn't be me, but people do it. And uh, and so I feel like this kind of thing is very interesting for, like, the, the culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was very well executed. It... You cannot watch this and, like, it's what- You can't take it seriously. No. At all. You can't take it seriously and you can't go into it, like, offended, if you know what I mean. Because if you feel any kind of level of offense, you're going to hate everything in this show. It's so politically incorrect. Everything about this show is gross and wrong and horrible and there's triggers everywhere and it, they're all high school students and they're very over-sexualized and dealing with guns and, and drugs and alcohol and, well, I mean, it's mentioned but not actually, you don't see it. Um, You know what I mean? It's like, so intense that if you were going into this with a politically correct, like, kind of thought process, you're going to have a horrible time. Yeah. For what it is, though, I feel like that 7.5 out of 10 score is solid. I feel like it's... There are some um, visual things where, like, there are some profile shots and stuff that look strange to me. And it's very clear the distinction of when they're trying to make a character look um, grotesque and then when they're just their everyday character, like, what they look like. Oh my god, the animation on those scenes is insane. It is. Like the close-ups, how they yeah. add veins to shit, and like how it's just overly done. It's it's so unique, and it's so cool. The eyes in the show, especially whenever like Yumiko's going off and going on one of her monologues, mm-hmm. and they just glow that bright red. It's Which it's they put so in the live unique. action. Yes, they do. Like, the way it flips on for a split second, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, not just that, they also make the pupils go really small and tiny as well, so watch out for mm-hmm. that. 
um <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah the the um I, but I did notice that every now and again, the animation would slip just on their everyday stuff. They take very detailed care of doing the intense scenes very, very well. But I feel like because of that, especially if this was a weekly release, which it is, yeah, this is a weekly release. I feel like the other scenes maybe were sacrificed a tad so they could spend more time on those intense scenes. I don't think it's something you would notice if you were watching casually. It's something I noticed, though, because I'm critiquing it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of let that slide just because whenever they overdid things, they overdid things so well to the point to where underdoing it, eh. Yeah, it definitely balances It doesn't out. bother me because no. they focus on, it reminds me a lot of autofocus on cameras for TV shows. Yeah. They, the people that are in the background, even though it's the main characters, they will loosen the detail on and just focus on what they need to focus on. It never, yeah. it never slips on what it needs to focus on. But some of the background stuff, it does slip a little bit on the main characters. So I kind of get the point. Yeah. Um, and then again, we we both said that we weren't the biggest fan of the OP. And to be honest, the ED isn't super memorable for me. I don't remember the ED at all. Yeah. Which I guess is a good thing that Netflix tries to auto-skip it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, I, the uh, the OP, I feel like, was a negative for the show. The ED, I feel like, didn't change anything. It wasn't. The animation style on the OP is incredible. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like the song doesn't necessarily suit it. It's memorable, but not, it's not in positively a great memorable. way. Yeah. yeah, but it is incredibly unique. It is a one-of-a-kind OP. I don't remember the OP on the second one mm-hmm. for the second season, but I guess if and when we cover it, we'll get to it whenever we get there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my overall thoughts are it's it's very interesting. It's very unique. I don't I haven't watched anything like it. Um I don't really know how I would categorize it in genre because it's kind of a little bit of everything. Uh psychological thriller with gambling mixed in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a like the 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 way that they've done the gambling is kind of like halfway between a sports anime and like a a like action, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, it's like shown in sports anime. Yeah, it it's very like a super unique. The, oh, I, the one thing I remember the one thing about the ED is that immediate close up shot of just tits. Yep, that's the one thing I remember. Immediate tits. Immediate tits. It's like ED plays boobs. Uh, yep. For like seconds as well, not like a glimpse. It's like <laughs> it's a few seconds. seconds of just boobs bouncing. Yeah. Um. So that's a thing. Uh, I it's seven point five. I think like is fair. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I can I can roll with that. Yeah. Um, voice acting was fine. I didn't think that there were any characters that stood out as not being great. No, even the dub was good. Yeah. Everything was just fine. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, it's kind of all I've got too. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued to watch the second season, and I'm super interested in the rest of this live action. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get to it. I'll yeah. probably have it finished by tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably me too. So you'll have to send me messages as it goes. And I'm really interested in you guys at home as to whether or not you are at all going to watch this live action. Um, because up until this point, I've kind of made it a thing to not watch live actions. I don't know what it was about today that I was like, I think it's because of how extreme this show is that I was like, I have to see how they do this. Um, yeah, because typically live actions are 
just very bad adaptations. And in the case of Death Note, it is the worst got. Just, oh, it's so fucking bad. Yeah. It's so fucking bad. It's whitewashed to hell. It is absolute garbage. The only good thing about it is Ryuk. That's it. Everything else, hot garbage. But this one, I'm actually enjoying it. I think it's because the show is so dumb overall. Like, it's so extreme and so insane and so stupid that you can't take the show seriously, so you're not going into the live action with a serious mindset. Mm-hmm. If you adore something with a serious... Like, if you if you love this, it's your favorite show in the entire world and you think it's amazing, you cannot take that thought process into the live action. The live action is just like, imagine some YouTubers got together and they made a parody of it. That's how you should go into the live action. Yeah, it's basically Kakagurui abridged. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what was it? There, there was that Harry Potter one that a group of people did a while ago. It was like... I don't know. But yeah, it's imagine that a group of people got together and they're having a fun time and they're just doing it because they appreciate the show. And don't go into it taking it seriously because it won't, it won't be good. It's not a no. Marvel movie at all. Like, no, nope, definitely not. No. But it's funny and it's dumb. If you can get through the first episode, the second and third episode get even better. I'm excited to see the rest of the live action. Yeah, I'm excited to continue on with it as well. It's, cool. It's definitely going to be a fun time. Yes! So, if you like the voice that joined me today, that blue, she on Instagram and Twitter at BlueLavenderSTM. She also on TikTok uh, as Blue Lavender with an A. Yes. Yeah, I have been rambly today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and if you like Brad, who is the lovely voice that joins me every week, you can find him on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. He's also on Instagram under the same handle. We also have an Instagram and a Twitter for the podcast at BNB Anime. We're also on YouTube at BNB Anime. Um, and we also have a website, www.bnbanime.com, where we have all of the downloads of our previously archived episodes. We have links to your favorite listening platform. We have behind the scenes, friends of the podcast, uh, images of our art, links to our IMDb, because we're both on IMDb as well, um, uh, as voice actors. So you can check out all of that if you are curious as well. So on the website. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week. We dive back into the world of sports anime with a brand new series that literally just ended with the summer 2021 anime season in Remain. It is about water polo. I am definitely intrigued by this concept and also MAPPA made it. So we get to continue on with the MAPPA theme a little bit next week. Yeah. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.